Good morning, and welcome to the Presbyterian Church of the Covenant. This is the podcast recording for August 9th, 2020. My name is Reverend Jason Warren Griffiths, and on behalf of the team and I, I'd like to say welcome and thank you for tuning in and listening. Please continue to share with your friends and family, and um, I miss you terribly. I have a couple announcements for us before we start our worship service. And uh, the first is, let's be in prayer for our brothers and sisters over in Beirut. There was a huge explosion on Tuesday, August 4th, and I was in a conversation with my predecessor, Reverend Tim McCalment, and we need to be praying for our brothers and sisters over over in that part of the world, especially our, our Syrian brothers and sisters as they are um, hurting. Thank you to everyone who attended the Zoom memorial for Patricia Schwinnison yesterday. And also thank you to all of those who showed up to uh, the Princess Bride at the drive-in in our back parking lot uh, last night. Those are really fun. And uh, this Saturday, August 15th, We'll be showing the Maltese Falcon. Um, You show up around 7.30. The movie starts about 8. Tune your radios to 88.5. And join us for some fun. Now, our call to worship this morning comes from Psalm 85, verses 8 through 13. I will listen to what God the Lord says. He promises peace to his people, his faithful servants. But let them not turn to folly. Surely his salvation is near those who fear him, that his glory may dwell in our land. Love and faithfulness meet together. Righteousness and peace kiss each other. Faithfulness springs forth from the earth and righteousness looks down from heaven. The Lord will indeed give what is good and our land will yield its harvest. Righteousness goes before him and prepares the way for his steps. Let us worship the Lord in spirit and in truth this morning.
we know that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Yet we are justified by the gift of God's grace through the redemption that is ours in Christ Jesus. Trusting in God's mercy, let us confess our sin. Almighty God, you love us, but we have not loved you. You call, but we have not listened. We walk away from neighbors in need, wrapped in our own concerns. We condone evil, prejudice, warfare, and greed. God of grace, help us to admit our sins, so that as you come to us in mercy, we may repent, turn to you, and receive forgiveness. Through Jesus Christ, our Redeemer. Amen. Hear the good news. Our righteousness is found in Christ alone, a gift from God. Beloved people of God, believe the good news. Through the grace of Jesus Christ, our sins are forgiven. Amen. Thanks be to God. Yeah.
hopefully you're hooked like I am as we've been going through the wisdom literature of Solomon. This is our last week studying Proverbs and then next week we'll turn our attention to Ecclesiastes. But I've I've enjoyed chewing on these deep truths from this wise man and um, I've been trying to memorize these texts and as I as I've been doing so I've I've witnessed as they're internalized they they work their way out into my life and I see things um, clearer and brighter I've asked you to memorize Proverbs 1, 7. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. And last week, I asked you to memorize Proverbs 3, 18. She is a tree of life to those who lay hold of her. Those who hold her fast are called happy. This morning we study, or take a look at, Proverbs 10, verses 1 through 12. The wise sayings of Solomon. A wise child makes a glad father, but a foolish child is a mother's grief. Treasures gained by wickedness do not profit, but righteousness delivers from death. The Lord does not let the righteous go hungry, but he thwarts the craving of the wicked. A slack hand causes poverty, but the hand of the diligent makes rich. A child who gathers in summer is prudent, but a child who sleeps in harvest brings shame. Blessings are on the head of the righteous, but the mouth of the wicked conceals violence. The memory of the righteous is a blessing, but the name of the wicked will rot. The wise of heart will heed commandments, but a babbling fool will come to ruin. Whoever walks in integrity walks securely, but whoever follows perverse ways will be found out. Whoever winks the eye causes trouble, but the one who rebukes boldly makes peace. The mouth of the righteous is a fountain of life, but the mouth of the wicked conceals violence. Hatred stirs up strife, but love covers all offenses. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I want to start this morning's sermon with a quote. No exposition is possible save to take each proverb and consider it in its separate value. In the majority of instances, this is unnecessary because they are self-evident expositions of one abiding truth. That's from commentator Morgan, uh, last name Morgan. And I couldn't agree more with Morgan. I couldn't agree more with that quote. Um, I'm going to be preaching this differently because I'm not really explaining anything. Proverbs explain themselves, and they usually are written so that they they 
the words are put together in such a way as to explain the truth in a deeper way than if you just said that truth in a plain sentence. They almost have a, the same quality as a parable. Um, and you'll notice that as you read verses 1 through 12 in chapter 10, there are themes, but often the themes are kind of interwoven. Um, and Solomon does just an excellent job of, of almost like a piece of art, putting it in the beholder's hands and eyes and ears. And I challenge you, if you read this, this, these 12 verses over the next week a couple of times, I, I almost promise you, I, yeah, I, I guarantee it, that each time you read it, depending on where you are and how the light is hitting it and how life is, how you're experiencing life at that moment, different portions of this text will stand out and others will step into the background. As I read through it, the first to pop off the page is verse four and five. And they both have to do with hard work. Listen to this. A slack hand causes poverty, but the hand of the diligent makes rich. A child who gathers in summer is prudent, but a child who sleeps in harvest brings shame. I want to turn my attention to those in our congregation that are part of the greatest generation. Um, and and I'll, I'll throw even uh, baby boomers under the spotlight right now. And I want to thank you. I want to thank you for living out these two verses. Um, you showed that you show the difference between a proverb and a promise by the way that you live it out. Because guaranteed, a lot of you aren't the wealthiest and aren't on top of the world, so to speak. But you are in God's kingdom counted amongst the richest. I want to thank you for living out these verses. For taking... Um, these seriously. I remember in that movie, um, A Perfect Storm, the George Clooney character, somebody says, you have an amazing work ethic. And he says, uh, I don't know about that. I, I don't have a work ethic. I have work. <laughs> you know, and I think that's, that's what baby boomers and the greatest generation live out from my generation. I'm a Gen X guy. Um, the next thing that stands out, if I have a highlight or a highlight and it kind of comes forward, is verse 8. The wise, Solomon says, the wise of heart will heed commandments. 
but a babbling fool will come to ruin. I, I've seen this played out, haven't you, ladies and gentlemen? And this is the long game. A lot of times the babbling fool ends up on top for a little while, but in the end, ruin is at the end of that, that way. And as I've been reading this over and over uh, this week, this verse has been convicting me. This proverb has been challenging me. This verb, proverb has been in my face, so to speak, calling me back to the basics. Heed the commandments of God. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. Don't put any other gods before me. I hear this God saying this to me. Don't slander. Don't steal. Don't covet. Celebrate the Sabbath. Rest in me. A wise heart listens to the commands of God and does them. And a babbling fool will come to ruin. I don't know about you, but maybe it's because I'm a pastor. It seemed like I, I have to use a lot of words. That's kind of part of my job description. That's kind of how things go. But I've been hearing over and over this week, once again, that message, make your mouth small and your ears big, Jason. And then he talks about walking in integrity. Um, I don't know about you, but those moments where I am in the light, I know I'm secure. There's nothing hidden behind any closed doors and there's no skeletons in the closet and there's a peace that comes. And that second half, this is, we're in verse nine right now. But whoever follows perverse, crooked, tainted ways, you will be found out. I don't know about you, but I've been there also. I've been when I've been hiding something I've said that wasn't the wisest or I've done something that wasn't the wisest and I've just been waiting for the shoe to drop and those are those worst moments of my life. My wife and I were watching television the other day and this character on this television show kept making bad decisions. And so the, towards the end of the show, you, this this character was just all kinds of trouble. <laughs> and my wife turns to me and says, man, I can't imagine how tiring it must be for that character to keep all the fake stories going. And that's that's the feeling. 
that Solomon is talking about. And it bleeds into reality. And I've had that happen to me. I've had, I've had those moments when I've said something behind someone's back and I've known that it wasn't right. And I've known that I've made a mistake. And then I knew that eventually it was going to come back around. Um, and it ruins. And then he says, a beautiful picture in verse 11. The mouth of the righteous is a fountain of life. I'd like to turn that into a challenge for us as listeners. Are you using your mouth as a fountain of life? Are you adding? Are you creating? Is there beauty in the words that are streaming forth from you? Are you tearing down? Are you draining life? Are you encouraging, which means to impart courage to the brothers and sisters around you? And then he ends, he ends with hatred stirs up strife. I remember, Solomon, I, I love wise folks. I, I, I love people that know how to craft words so that you remember them. Um, I remember Dallas Willard in one of the only times I ever saw him preach. I remember him saying, you know, you can do things angry, but anything done in anger can be better done in love. And I wonder if he was quoting somebody. He could have been quoting somebody, but I remember his voice saying it. And I, 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 I was, um, I worked with a, a, a pastor, Richard Conwisher, for years. And he had a way of just putting words in a, in a beautifully, like, rem- memorable way. And I remember him saying, the gospel moves the speed of friendship. I quote that all the time because it, it, it just sticks. It's just, it's true. Hatred stirs up strife. You don't have to be a Christian. You don't have to be, you know, a, a devout follower of Jesus. You don't have to, you know, there's some things that regardless of where you stand on any issue, they're simply true. Hatred stirs up strife. It stirs up conflict. But love covers all offenses. Peter quotes this in 1 Peter 4, 8. Um, and he says, you know, the love covers a multitude of sins. Um, I was looking at that word, covers. And um, I want to do... I wanna, Sometimes I really wish we could be with one another. But somebody, yeah, somebody, if you're listening to this with a group, have somebody go grab a piece of paper. And if somebody, if you're just listening to your, your by yourself, find a piece of paper somewhere. And then crumple it up. And 
make it small enough so that you can't see it within your hand. If you ball up your hand in a fist and you can't see it. Picture that piece of paper that's all crumpled up. That's all the times that you've strayed. That's all the times that you've offended. And then hold that in your hand so that you can't see it. And that hand is love. It's... It's, it's hiding. It, it's washing over. It's blanketing. Love makes it so the offenses aren't seen anymore. How do we apply this? Um, I think we take the advice of that commentator Morgan. You, we read these over and over and we let the truths that God wants to teach us stick to our hearts. And once again, I think we, we, we come to this text and we pick out ones that we want to chew on. I'm picking out 10, 12, and I'd love to challenge anyone listening to memorize it. Hatred stirs up strife, but love covers all offenses. I started to memorize this around Tuesday of this week, and I've noticed that as I've been saying it in my mind, um, it's been setting me free. There's been moments where I've had anger. I'd be either hungry, you know, because I get hangry. I don't know about you, but I get hangry. I get hungry when I'm angry, or angry when I'm hungry. That's what it is. Uh, and so I've, I've had these moments where I want to explode or I want to just rage. And, um, and I've had that verse pop into my head. And hatred stirs up strife. And I remember it. And it, it goes me back to the fountain, you know, like in my mouth being a fountain of, of, of life, that kind of thing. And then I've breathed in the love of God. But love covers all offenses. And I've noticed also as I've started to memorize and started to chew on this verse, that was, that was, that's my salvation story also. I hated everything and I hated everybody. And then I came in contact with the the greatest love that ever has been, ever will be, which is God sending his one and only son, Jesus the Christ, to cover my sins with his love. And I've been reminded that it's no longer I who lives, but Christ lives in me. And God's love covers all my sins. Why don't I let his love cover all the things that I'm saying out loud 
to those around me. Once again, I'll, I'll repeat the verse and then um, we'll continue in worship. But Proverbs ten twelve: hatred stirs up strife, but love covers all offenses. Amen. As we continue in worship, um, the, the counters didn't count the tithes and offerings this week, but rest assured, I... We have it on full authority. God continues to take care of his people at the local outpost of his kingdom that is called the Presbyterian Church of the Covenant. And we have we have many reasons to praise our God for taking care of us. Um, if you'd like to join in on the adventure or continue to be a part of the adventure, uh, please send your tithes and offerings to Presbyterian Church of the Covenant P.O. Box 2128, Costa Mesa, California, 92628. This morning's offering is now received.
Where two or more are gathered, God promises that he is with us. Even though we can't be together physically at our church home on Fairview Drive, we are together and continue to gather together under the name of Jesus Christ. Will you please pray with me? Holy and merciful God, we thank you for this day and for all of the expectations it holds. As we move into the unknown experiences of this day, be our steady companion and guide. Help us to rejoice and be glad in it. Continue to mold and shape us into the people you created us to be. God of hope and healing, you promise that in the midst of suffering, you will always be an ever-present help. We pray for those who suffer in any way through illness, injury, poverty, hunger, isolation, homelessness, addiction, violence, or grief. Be especially aware, all of them, of your sustaining presence, comfort, and hope. The world, our country, and our city of Costa Mesa continue to struggle with the coronavirus pandemic and its repercussions on our physical and mental health, on our livelihoods, and on our economy. We pray for your wisdom and guidance in navigating through all of this well and with minimal destruction. Help us, God, as a country to heal divisions, build trust, listen and learn from each other, that we may all work together for the common good, for the glory of your kingdom come. We pray for healing for those who are ill, comfort for those who mourn, and wisdom for those who lead. We ask for your special presence with all medical personnel and essential workers who are tired but still working so hard to sustain and save lives. Undergird them and give them strength for this journey. Father, those close to us are in need of a healing touch from your Holy Spirit. Terry Yoon, Pat Leahy, Frank Ortiz, and Diane Ortiz. May they feel your comfort and protection. We pray too for Pat Swenison's family and friends as they celebrate her life and legacy at her memorial service. In facing conflicts in our own lives, God, we pray that you remove bitterness and resentment from our hearts and keep us from returning evil for evil. Help us instead to overcome evil with love, your love. We ask this all in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Once again, um, I hope you can join us this Saturday on August 15th at the 
Presbyterian Church of the Covenant campus in the back lot to watch the Maltese Falcon and tune into 88.5 and enjoy this huge movie because it's on a huge picture screen. I don't know if you've you've been by, but the, the movie screen that's up there, it's, it's legit. Um, and then also next week, we'll continue in our, our wisdom literature of Solomon and we'll start studying the book of Ecclesiastes. So hopefully you can tune in and listen to next week's podcast as well. But now receive this morning's benediction. To him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you before his glorious presence without fault and with great joy. To the only God, our Savior, be glory, majesty, power, and authority through Jesus Christ, our Lord, before all ages, now, and forevermore. May it be so. Amen.